This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Tonight Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! You're watching Lester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favorite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Right, Chris. All white there. All white at the back. How are we? Hmm. Get that feeling myself. Leeds United won, Leicester City won. A hard-fought and deserved away draw at a difficult ground. Or were we outplayed, outfought, outpassed and out most things by a relegation-threatened Leeds United? You decide. This is Leicester Till I Die and this is where you can find us. Indeed. 
Um, Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. Please give us a subscribe. And if you want to catch up afterwards, we've just hit, amazingly, 11,000 listens in less than 12 months. We're two weeks shy of 12 months when a throwaway comment by um, co-presenter Craig said, why don't you do a podcast? 11,000 times we've been listened to. Thank you so much for all your support. And talking about support, we're not here next week because obviously it's the international break. So I just want to ask you for one minute just to just to uh, just to remember this. Indeed, no matter win, lose, draw, if it wasn't for those guys, it wouldn't matter. It really wouldn't matter. We have a lot to thank them for. Think of that on Thursday. And unfortunately, following on from that, I've got to start with this. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I had 90 minutes to think about this. And we'll come on to parts of the game, obviously, when we get Brad in in a second. But I just want to get this off my chest because I say it week in, week out. And I know it pees some people off in the group that I keep, you know, going on and on about it. Some people say it's passing about at the back. I actually think it's pissing about at the back because we do fuck all with it. We have this ball. We play it to players that are marked. Um, nine times out of ten, we give it away. And if we give it away, we give it away on the edge of the box. If we go into <laughs> Schmeichel towards the end, kick the ball up, we lost it, we got it back, and it ended up with him, and he gave it a short pass to, to Soyuncu. And all Soyuncu can do, seemingly, is pass it back to Schmeichel. You know, we... we don't play. We haven't. You know, it seems that we haven't got the players to play that sort of tippy tappy arsing about at the back. If if we're going to lose the ball, I'd sooner lose it in Leeds half when we kick the ball up, or give them a throw in if Casper kicks it out. But at least then we've got time and a whole half to get our players back. Losing the ball on the edge of the box. Well, you know, how many goals has it cost us? Maybe this is why we haven't got a clean sheet. Brendan, and I'm not, no way, don't even think that I'm calling for Brendan's head. I am so not. Although having said that, you know, a draw, it's enough to get you sacked this weekend, isn't it? But I'm not. He has been absolutely brilliant for us for two years. But the sign of a good manager is learning from your mistakes. We haven't kept a clean sheet in the league apart from week one. You're not learning from your mistakes, Brendan. Because if you were, we wouldn't be sat down in 12. And this is you. you know, I'm saying to Brendan, you know, this is because of you. You have given us fans a, a, a ceiling that we should be aiming for. You know, that uh, you know, we've been fifth for two seasons because of you and because of your style of play. 
what are you doing this season? And like, you can't say that it's it's injuries because we had worse injuries than this last season, and we were still up in the top four. I know, I know, he's never going to, um, but I do throw a challenge out to Brendan Rodgers. Anybody at the club is actually watching this. Get him to come on one of my shows. Get him to contact me, Lester Till I Die, at Lester TID on Twitter. Come on and explain to me why he persists and sticks with this pattern of play. Because it costs us week in, week out, game in, game out. You know, we pass into players that have got fan, you know, um, opposition players on their back. And the other thing as well. And I'm going to get hate for this. I'm going to get hate mail for this. I know. But I'm going to go for it anyway. Jamie Vardy. Took me a while before I realised he was even on the pitch today. We know Jamie Vardy cannot play as well against the teams outside the top six, seven, eight that give him the space. So why is he on the pitch? Why aren't we having Inacho, somebody or one of the other strikers on the pitch? If he can't... If he can't play against these teams as well as he plays against other teams, squad rotate. No players bigger than the club. Jamie Vardy's as good as it gets. Brendan, this is the season you earn your money. It's all great when it's going well, but it isn't going well this season. And now how can we how long can we say, oh, it's another hard fought point at a difficult away ground? They were 17th or 16th. We should be beating them. We're going backwards or treading water, whichever way you want to look at it. But compared to the last two seasons, which is down to you, Brendan, you got us that good. You got us in Europe two seasons running, top five two seasons running. What's gone wrong? I don't know. Well, that's Brad. Bless him if he's ready straight after this. Chris, this is Neil Razor and Ruddock here. No, no, you're huge. A Leicester City fan. You run the website, Facebook, the Twitter site, Leicester Till I Die. That's what you are, Chris. Leicester Till I Die. I'm Leicester Till I Die. Anyway, Chris, well done for doing all the hard work for Leicester City. All the best, son. Neil Razor and Ruddock. Aye, aye, Chrissy. Aye, aye. He's had a few. I wish I could as well. Brad, good evening. Thanks for evening, waiting. Mate. Yeah, it's no problem. Uh, frustrating one, isn't it, mate? Not the and, result we were probably after. To be honest, yeah. I mean, I'm not. You, you, you've, you've just listened to my rant there, and there's no way am I saying that Brendan should go. Although I could say after this weekend, stranger things have happened. Um, but. He's got us into this position of thinking we're a top six club. He's got us there two seasons running. He's had us playing nice football, but we are now 11 games into the season and he's not learning. And a good manager in any business learns from, from his mistakes and move, you know, changes things. And he is, you know, it's the same thing in every single week. You know, that was not. A good performance. I think we're outplayed, outthought, outpassed. 
Leeds wanted it more. They were first to every ball. They were first to most second balls. We couldn't pass wind, let alone a ball to another player. Maybe it was the old Alex Ferguson thing. We shouldn't play in grey. I don't know. Um, you know, you looked at that match, and I was watching it, watching it live. And I'll be honest with you, I'd be struggling to say which team was the one near the relegation zone. I mean, it looks that way on the stats and the fact that they obviously had the majority of the ball. But when when you probably look at it as a whole and take everything into general. Oh, excuse me, I'm trying to hit and not be sick at the same time here. Sorry. <laughs> um, you look at the, you take the whole game and the instance as a content. You've got two teams that are clearly having a frustrating time trying to find that balance and get a solid form going because every time that both clubs have probably felt that their fortunes are changing for the better, they have a couple of dodgy results that don't go their way. Um and then you look at, re- realistically, if you look at the chances, neither keeper was really worth that much. It really did. As exciting as it was, probably more for a neutral um, than anything, to see it go end-to-end, there wasn't a lot in that creative third from either Leeds or Leicester. And, and, and in the end, despite having more of the ball and probably the better of the chances, especially for three quarters of that game, um, I actually would say that result just showed clear as day the problems that both clubs are having at the moment to find some form and, and, and keep hold of it because the shots were wayward. The shooting was awful today from all around the ground. Apart from the goals, the shots were awful from Leeds, from Leicester, from the midfield, from the defenders. It just It just showed where both clubs are in the league because they were probably more concerned not to lose that game than they were about turning it from one all into a two one. That was my impression from the game anyway. I don't think there'll be too many happy Leeds fans with that point in the sense in the long run when they think about the chances they created actually not being the greatest of clear cut chances apart from that Harrison how he blazed over from two yards. I don't remember them getting near our, our, our goal in an attacking sense without a, uh, without a Leicester shirt being there. I mean, we'll look, we'll look at the stats in a minute. First of all, let's go back and have a look at the team that was announced. Um, and let me just bring that up for you here. I mean, what did, what did you think of the team? Um, it was a change in formation. It's one we haven't seen for a few weeks um maybe after the way the last couple of results have gone and trying to keep everybody mixing in with the team with the caliber of squad he's got brandon obviously felt it was necessary to maybe have more than just three uh, uh, more than two going forward um it was a good strong lineup to be honest with you there's nothing wrong with that team on paper most games, it looks capable of beating any opposition. So, I don't think anybody had a complaints with the lineup. No, I certainly didn't. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and is this the problem? I mean, I, we, I think I touched on this probably after every game, if I'm honest with you. Um, but I keep coming back to it. 
Nigel Pearson, in the championship winning season, you could predict the team four, five, six weeks in advance. Same team, week in, week out, week in, week out. Same formation. Up to the Premier League, beat Man United, it all went wrong because you were swapping and changing. You know, you'd you'd get a decent point, decent performance, and Pearson would swap it. And is that the trouble with, um, you know, is, is Brendan Rodgers trying to be a prep Guardiola and say, oh, look, good, good, I am at tactics. I can change it. And the players just don't know what the fuck's going on because, like I say, they couldn't pass wind at times today. Well, first of all, in my honest opinion, in that season, I, I actually think the stumbling block was conceded a 96-minute equaliser to Burnley when we were in control of that game and they somehow grabbed two goals against us. I think that knocked the team then. Um, but in regards to this one, you do sense there's a bit of muddling and it, it's strange because something I haven't seen over the last few weeks, ironically, crept back into our game with being four at the back. And that was the communication between the middle and our wing backs slash left winger or right back and right winger or what right wing back or whatever you want to refer to them as was off. Sometimes they'd play a ball forward that they were expecting them to run on to. Sometimes they were playing a ball back and they'd start to run forward. And I know you could, you know, that's credit to Leeds um, to a point because obviously they put that pressure on it. It makes you second guess yourself when you're trying to preempt a move, you know, when you're moving off the ball um, and, and you can see someone getting you know, shut down quickly, you're maybe hoping he's seen you in his eye line and he knows to put it forward. When if he feels caged in and he knocks it backwards and you're not there, it puts Leicester on the back floor. I mean, today, don't get me wrong, they, they did, apart from when they got broke on a couple of times by Rafinha's pace, they didn't really get troubled that much when they did mess it up. Um, and they recovered it well. But yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's, a mismatch in a player communication or they spend so long focusing on one style of play in, in, in one certain formation that going back to it in in a space of maybe two or three days worth of training, playing this playing this strategic tactical formation game by game, it can't I, I can imagine even the best of sides would struggle to be free-flowing and fluent and get everything right. It just does... I do have to agree, though. I think mixing it up too much to try and combat your opposition causes these sort of errors and displays which frustrates Leicester fans and probably, obviously, frustrates the players because you do see them sometimes looking at each other and, you know, you see someone making a run forward and the ball's played behind them and they kind of feel it's their fault because they didn't read the game situation and you just see them go, sorry, sorry, or you see... Sorry, didn't see that you'd gone forward or gone back, sort of thing. And again, it goes back to the point that both, you know, Leicester are probably sticking up to one of the most iconic things I've ever said about Leicester in my life, which is Leicester the most consistent team at being inconsistent. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't argue with that, mate. We, we say that every week. I mean, Terry says, and this is this is something that I actually level. And I, I levelled sort of over the weekend uh, the Man United. Um, they're a team of individuals, Man United, all these superstars, and yet they can't seem to yeah. play together. And Terry's made the same point there. 
you know, we're not necessarily, you know, we we know we're not, you know, those sorts of players. But um, and you can't say that, you know, Tillemans is going to have a fantastic game every week because we know, you know, it's not possible. But generally speaking, they seem to be really good individual players, but stick them as together as a team. And like I said, you know, they they they're not passing it, you know, to each other. They're they're going astray. They, they didn't seem to be. You know, you could see there was one team out there that wanted that result, and that was Leeds. Well, yeah, but that that's that that always seems more impetus when you're a home side. I mean, you know, their, their ground is very loud, their crowds respected, and and as a away team, you know, if you follow the cliche in football, if you get something away from home, you you're doing something right, and. You know, at certain stages in that game, especially towards the end, you're probably expecting Leeds to be more on the front foot. It's it's natural in football. Uh, it doesn't matter well, how good you are. When we play at uh, King Power, <laughs> you know that's well, I, yeah. I, I don't I, necessarily, I, I don't. You see, I don't, if, as professional footballers, you should be able to play a game whether you're home or away. You should be able to, you know. Ignore that. I know the noise is going on, but that should rev you up. That should get you right. I'm going to show these um, when yeah. they're home and away. And I'm sorry, Leeds United wanted that more than we did. Yeah, I'm. I'm not not saying that they didn't. I'm just saying that the the, the you know that 12 man cliche is very much predominant. Yeah. And and when you're aside, even the sides in good form will hear that crowd. They know it's kind of like it's kind of like getting a, a power boost on on a Mario Kart, isn't it? Game is it feels like that to a player, especially if you're, you know, one you know one nil down. It's into the 80, 89th minute. The board goes up, especially when you see five minutes. I mean, it's great when you lose them one nil and you feel you've got another five minutes and you think you might score in them five minutes. And it's bad to see if you're one nil up and you're trying to see it out. But either way, you just. It just seems obviously it's psychological, but it's, it does get that feeling to the fans and the players that when that time comes around, that if you're on the front foot, it's gun ho and everything thrown forward, and if you're on the defensive foot, you're even more sharper and turned on because you dread to make a mistake that costs your team. But you know, Leicester probably had more chances near the end of the game than Leeds in that possession, so I think that's really shows Leicester's resolute again. Purely probably because it was probably a game that Leicester wanted to just get out, you know, get into this international break with some form of result under their belt that wasn't another defeat like it was the last time we went into does that, does that, What does that say about our ambition, though? You know, this time last season, we were talking about, oh, let's get the win and stay in the top four. Now we're saying, oh, mm. so let's not lose because we've got an international break coming up. Well, I think it doesn't say anything about the ambition. I think the ambition's still there. They clearly do you not think it says always... less than we were last season. Mm, not necessarily. I, I think when you're, but if you if you want to compare the last three seasons, like this one and the last two, you, you're probably seeing that when Leicester got to the do or die, the shove, shoving point, if you the tipping point, if you will, to um, to say. Leicester probably started to really feel them nerves. They, they, they obviously, you know, a lot of people say bottled the top four, which, you know, that's that's your own personal opinion and how you look at it. Um, and I think, obviously, it was quite draining because Leicester went gun-ho, gun-ho, gun-ho. And then when the pressure came on for results, they couldn't quite do it. I don't think Leicester start, whilst it's not 
great is 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 something the way they performed and gone about today's game is any indication that they're not looking to meet their ambitions because they're always talking about it. It always is the main focus and talking point. I just think Brendan knows clearly, and we've seen struggles mentally in the squad. So I and we've seen how he's handled them. Madison was a key and prime example of that. You know, he he's looked better over the last few games, as we've mentioned, after going through a bit of a rut and being taken out, that Brendan handles them well. And I think if you're in a position where you're going to challenge for that, you need to be getting points on the board on a regular basis. And with Chelsea up next at home, if these players can come back and catch Chelsea cold like Burnley did, I'm not happy with Burnley. They've knocked me a few prediction points down, but that's for another video. Um, but if you can do something like that against them, and we, I don't care how fortunate it is, if Leicester win this game, then the ease of pressure comes to it. And I think what hopefully we will see over the course of the season is, is this does kind of level itself out and we do get a more, well, a less inconsistent Leicester is probably the better way I, to word yeah. it. I actually um, was able to watch, as you know, um, <laughs> I have a different system now. And I was able to watch live Chelsea versus Burnley. And, oh. yeah, I think I was with you there. I don't think anybody expected Burnley to get a point. But Burnley went out there and put their lives on the line. I can't see oh. Leicester doing that. Compa you know, Burnley looked like the Avengers. Leicester, compared to them, looked like the Powderpuff Girls. You know, I mean, we, hey, don't like... disrespect the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> they say <laughs> no. they fight crimes and, and 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 said the people of evil of Townsville. You can't go. I apologise to, to to the Powerpuff Girls and any fans of said trio thereof. But no, I mean that. All joking aside, you know Burnley. I can't. I can only see Chelsea stuffing us. To be honest with you, because like I say, we we're, we're not a Burnley. You know, well, we're not a Leeds. And I well, am getting a case of deja vu here post-2015-16. And I, I, I'm I'm beginning to be honest with you, I'm worried. Because each week we're saying the same thing. Oh, it'll be right next week. We've only played 10 games. We've only played 11 games. Oh, we've only played 29 games and we're still in 14th. Oh, it'll come good next week. This player will be back. That player will be back. I just can't see it getting any better uh, a couple of facebook points here um guys if you're on facebook i decide into Streamyard. it's free of charge totally uh no registration anything like that well just you know put your, stick your email in there but you don't get emails through anything like that and uh, it, your name just comes up or stick your name at the end and we can uh, give you a shout out lucky point you see this is my <laughs> you know, we were from the last two seasons a top six side, and we said, Oh, we got a lucky point against the Leeds team that's struggling. Last season, I would have taken that. I said, Yes, because of the way Leeds were playing last season. Um, Facebook user, I don't know if it's the same one or a different one. Well fought, deserved point. I, I don't know, was it, was it a well fought, deserved point? I just think it was absolutely lucky. I mean, you know, Leeds United are down now in 15th. They're only three places behind us, uh, although they're four points off. These are these are games we should be going if we've got real ambitions to be, you know, 
it breaking into that top six, top seven, top five. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy at the moment to be sat in the top ten. And, we, you know, yet we're not. No, we're not. And obviously I can understand the longer it goes on, the more growing frustrations that Leicester fans will have. Uh, and that's perfectly reliable for, for having it. The results haven't been the greatest. Um, you know, you you could argue it's not been great all, all round in, in, in the sense that, um, you know, our European form hasn't picked up either. Uh, uh, you know that's that was something that that kind of boosted Leicester throughout last season. If you you know, because let's not forget, it around this time we were talking about probably a two-one loss to bottom of the bottom of the league, Fulham, weren't we? And and then we had a European night, and and then we got a win, and then Leicester went on a bit of a mini run of of of, of results. Um, so this this isn't too damaging right now. This this isn't. It, it, it's something that kind of. For me, it's in the back of my mind. I know it's probably helped in the case of if Leicester do, let, let's say, beat Chelsea and, and, and beat whoever it is we've got after them. You know, I'm not going to get to Watford. The return of right. Ranieri. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to get overly carried away. Um, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic as it is. Um, but it's one of those things that I, I just. Still, right now, I feel that there, that there has been enough signs to say that it can get settled and it can get sorted. And I know we say this every week, but we have got players coming back. We have got a more sturdier, recognised eleven. Um, we seem to have a sturdy, recognised eleven, whether it's four, three, three, or three, five, one, two, or whatever. You know, you know, whatever formation it is where we're going about with um but we just need to maybe maybe work on it better on the training ground and and by that i mean instead of maybe doing instead of maybe brendan saying right lads we've got chelsea this week so i'm gonna play five at the back so you know what to do you know the drills and then they get settled and they go and have a good performance and then maybe against watford he says all right well we know these are going to come at us they're going to come quick so we're going to play the same again. We, we beat Chelsea, blah, blah, blah. And then whoever they play after Watford, he goes, right, lads, I want us more on the front foot. I want to go Vardy, Barnes and, and Lupin. And then that's what they do for that week. I think that's where this lack of or seemingly lack of team cohesion is coming on board because maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do it week by week. Maybe work on it every week and drill it into them because otherwise you can find yourself going into what I call a bit of autopilot because some of them, some of them runs and passes just look like that was a drill on the training ground. Like they were like, Oh, oh okay. He's passed it backwards. I, you know, mm. them blind passes look great when they work and you're bursting yeah. down a wing and you're ahead of your defender. They don't look so pretty when you're um, giving the ball away. Like they were. I'm going to tell you this because it is actually fascinating, uh, but I will back this up with something in a second, but after 11 games last season, we were sat in fourth place. We'd got 21 yeah. points. We'd beaten Leeds United, as it happened, 4-1. Uh, we'd beaten Wolves 1-0. That's got a ring about it. Uh, we lost to Liverpool. That's got a ring about it either. As you said, we lost to Fulham. Uh, and then we went to beat Sheffield United 2-1. So we were up in fourth, but... 
as a caveat to that, before you sort of say, eh, well, that was last season, Manchester City were down in seventh and Tottenham Hotspur were in first place. So, yeah, I mean, very much tongue-in-cheek when I'm looking at it last season. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, yeah. fans. But, you know, um, I, I just... Uh, I just don't know. Um, it just you you, you, you try. I say, and if I take off my blue tinted spectacles, I do accept that you know you can't always get better and better because other teams are coming through. The big, I can't say six, but the big three, you know, are spending money to be up there. You know, Grealish is a billion pounds, and he can't even get on the pitch. Um, not that he needed to against Man United. I think you and me could have turned out for Man City and they could have still won yesterday, Brad. And, you know, I ate all the pies. But it, it I just... It is possibly a season when we have to take reflection and say, yeah, let, let, you know, let's move on from this. Although, if you believe Betfred at all... Uh, no, not Betfred, Betfair... Um, which I, I don't at all, but apparently Brendan Rodgers has agreed to go to Man United at the end of the season. But you know, gonna, I tell you what, Brendan's gonna have a busy week after the international break. Newcastle manager, Spurs manager, Man United manager, Leicester manager, probably yeah. Norwich and bloody Villa manager. He's got seven teams to manage. No wonder we're not in consistent form. He's got too many training sessions going on in one week. We found it, Brad. We found out why Brendan is struggling. He can only spend one day a week with us because he's spending time with his other six clubs. Now, Brad, Brad, you've hit the nail on the head there. Oh, it all, it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, it's all come to light now, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Brad, get your board ready. We're going to come to it early this week. I'm going to go yeah, and just no go worries. through the comments that are on there while you do that. Then we'll look at the stats and then we'll look at your stats. So just a few points here. Uh, Brookline and America, thanks for being patient. Uh, the Luckman goal appeared to be onside in the photo. They showed the ball was already off of Vardy's head. They did not show a good replay because they knew it was an error by VAR. Uh, I was watching it on Premier League and... Uh, the official uh, uh, channel thing, and they his, his foot was offside. You know, it's like as you run and your testicles run, move forward and that sort of like, It was one of those that they should have been cutting out this season, allegedly. Uh, Dorco, good evening. Say, how the devil are you? Welcome along. Daka is the only upgrade from last season's team. Samari, Luckman, Bertrand and Vestergaard are all second-class mediocrity, yet Daka has hardly played. Shame we couldn't have kept Damari Gray. I don't think Demar. I like Damari Gray, and when we signed him, I was... I thought, yeah, this is going to be one for the future. I've got a friend who's a Birmingham fan, and he was very much like, oh, you buggers, you've got our best player, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it was, was to be. He wasn't happy here. Uh... I think, though, is that Everton now and after his impact of scoring a couple of goals, uh, I think we're seeing probably the real Damari Gray again, which basically isn't quite good enough. Um, but, you know, let's face it, he's only just moved. Look at Sancho and Man United. I date your point about Dakar, and i tell you what I'm going to say. Like I said before, people will probably hate me for this. Jamie Vardy, why play him? against the teams that aren't going to give him space. We've got the squad now. We've got Inacho. 
who probably would have done better today, if I'm honest with you. Uh, and I know, you know, Jamie Vardy, it's Jamie Vardy, the sunshine that he asks, he is Jamie. Of course, of course, he is Jamie Vardy. But he plays better against teams, the top six, if you're not saying the top six, the, so, the ESL six, let's call them the ESL six, for, for want of a better word. He plays better against the ESL six because they give him the space. So we're not playing the ESL six. Why not? play Daka or why not play Inacho? Um, you can't, I don't think, whoever it is, pick a player just because of the name on the shirt, no matter what they are, who they are, what they have done. And he doesn't play against teams like, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, I actually messaged, I think, Brad and, and my son at um, about 40 minutes saying, like, it's Vardy on the pitch because I haven't heard him be mentioned. So, yeah, Darko, I do take your point there. Terry Fuller, uh, the pair with fire and desire to succeed, were sat on the bench. Uh, Kells and Daka, <laughs> yeah, I think we basically um, uh, just said that, to be honest with you. Sorry, I'm just looking at Brad's private message to me. I hope uh, I hope he's relieved. Um, thing is, at least he knows now that uh, we won't score a goal while he's there. You know where he's gone, don't you? Um, let's have a look here. Static, good evening. Um, how the devil are you, sir? Devils, Maisie, get over to Devils United. Uh, hi, back to you. Um, how did Man United women get on? Yeah, I'm not really interested, just being polite. <laughs> Check out. If you do like your women's football, and yeah, we're not doing so well at the moment, but if you do like your women's football, do get over to Devils United TV. Maisie, she's, yeah, she's a Man United fan, but we like her anyway. And uh, she's got a great channel, great laugh as well. If you hear any of my logos with a laugh on, get over there and give her some support. Um, loving the hat, Chris suits you. Yeah, it hides my bald head. <laughs> Jeff, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Disappointing result, but the league this year, except top four, is very competitive. A couple of wins will find us in the top six. Miss Molina, hello. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Another good win for Arsenal. You see, you trust the process. This is what happens. Where are you? I'm looking at last year's table. <laughs> that wouldn't do any good, would it? Arsenal, you up to fifth. Maybe showing us how it's done. Uh, Dorco. Strange to take off arms for Marty. I think that was because he went through at the back, and I'm sure Brad will touch on that in a second. Um, I hope that's all he touches on, well, on camera anyway. Uh, Brad heard it all before. Wait till Barnes is back. Wait till Indeed is back. Wait till Evans is fit. They're all back and nothing's changed. Please don't say wait till JJ and for fine. Hey, Terry, my brother from another mother, I have been saying that all along. We This time last year, our... Injury list was a hell of a lot worse, and yet, as I've just shown or said, we were fourth in the table. You know, we, we've we've only got JJ, we've only got um, uh, uh, Fafana really injured. Um, Vestergaard, I've got to give him time. In fairness, I've really got to give him time, but he doesn't he, he doesn't look like we made the right purchase there. But you know, we hadn't planned at buying another defender. I don't think. Um, Jeff says here, I think Daka will probably get more starts. Daka, sorry, now I'm, I'm putting you on the pitch. I, I think Daka will probably get more starts next season. Of course, he's being brought in because Jamie is going to start to become a super sub. But I still say, why, why don't you know you play 
your best team and you know that Jamie Vardy is going to play better against certain teams. So why have him on the pitch? Because I tell you what, for the first 35 minutes, I ha- I didn't even think he was. So let, let me look at the tactics and then we're going to bring Brad in with his tactic board, which gives me a chance to go off and, um, and uh, point Percy at the porcelain as they speak. Uh, 18 shots by Leeds, nine by ourselves. Um, yeah, pretty much... Um, uh, uh, the same on target, but we didn't manage to block a single shot. Mm. Passes, yeah, they, they made 70 more than us. Touches, about the same. Um, yeah, it was very much a, a game of attrition, I think, when you look at those figures. Um, so I think we're going to... Ha- I haven't got any fancy music, although I did bring him in the other day to a, a, a fanfare, but... Um, I can bring him and I can show you his beautiful his beautiful face here holding the Premier League trophy. Brad, tactical appraisal. Let's bring him in and say, hi, Brad, how's your board? It's it's about as bored as I was as watching us go backwards, Chris, with our passing. <laughs> that, that's great, mate. Over to <laughs> you, mate. Make 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 Thanks. some make some sense of these ta- these figures that I've been reading out. I will try my best, mate. I will try my best for everybody. Um, hello, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for the comments down below. I'm going to try and pick apart what went wrong for Leicester. I'm going to start by probably addressing the elephant in the room. You're probably looking at my board and you're saying, Brad, you've got a hell of a gap between your three little middlemen there and your strikers and your winger. Well, your striker, should I say, and your, and, and your two wingers. And that... That, my friends, is because that's exactly where Leeds exploited us in the first half. They came at us, and of course my pen runs out when I'm about to do it. So I, I've come prepared, quick change, I'm all good. Leeds came at us in that space. They exploited that space. They got in between the men, and that's really where Leeds got at us in the first half. And I thought that was absolutely criminal from Leicester. They were affording Leeds way too much time on the ball. They're affording them way too much in the middle of the park. And that's really why the frustration crept in from the fans, uh, myself included, as to how dominant Leeds were on, on the ball. And there was one thing that made, played a major concern to it. And for those that are listening on the podcast, I've got the middle three in a l- tiny little V because it was tiny. The biggest issue we also had, apart from affording Leeds space, was when we were trying to break out of this, when we were... Because although Leeds didn't necessarily trouble our goal too much, apart from a few chances which created from the tightest of angles, if we're being honest, our biggest problem was Samare, Telemans and Ndidi. You may be thinking, Brad, one of them was probably man of the match. The other two didn't really have a bad game. And it's not the issue so much with the players. The issue I had is the reason I've put little circles around them and done a little Mario Kart lap around them is because I found that all they were doing was must have been listening to Kylie Minogue, and I'm going to get shot in the comments if this is wrong. But what I mean by that is all I found them doing in the first half was spinning around, get out of my way, where the hell am I supposed to be? Because they didn't know. Now, granted, more times than not, yes, indeed he was that defensive midfielder. Carry on singing, mate. I'll mute you. (laughs) Okay, no worries, mate. I'll stop my singing career right here now. I'm joking. I'm joking. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Was the predominant one 
unmuted. I thought you'd muted me. Then I asked to read that. But yes, indeed, it was the predominant one. But I found that they were getting confused between who should stay and who should go. I'm not going to sing. I've just been told off. But between Samore and Ndidi, which was the obvious main swap, something that happened in the second half that really frustrated me, and no, it wasn't just the fact that we weren't five at the back, because that's actually probably been the more successful tactic for Leicester in recent weeks. Um, first of all, this is, this is my little uh, inclusion of Amati. I'm just popping him in there. One person I did feel sorry for for not getting a start was Amati. Brilliant for us in the Europa League, been consistent for us in the league. Probably Johnny Evans' most consistent partner this season. Um, but what then really frustrated me is as good as it was, and I think we'll use this against teams like Chelsea, which I think is the only time we should use this against Chelsea home away, is all of a sudden, and that was regardless of the changes, we was playing a back five, six, seven, eight. I can't do maths there. We was playing a back eight. And we had we had this as our options. And again, you know, where Leeds did manage to get it right was in this area that I really can't bother about because I got carried away with my lines there. But that middle of the park was so open. Leicester reminded me of a team that you know, Chris mentioned it earlier about Burnley against against um, Chelsea. It looked resolute that we were so desperate not to lose that game that we essentially we did a Scotland. Does anyone remember Scotland Spain where we played that where Scotland lined up with like a six four and no one up front? It felt like that that at times um, because I don't I I saw some stat at half time saying ja Jamie Vardy had about nine touches. I don't think he had many more in the second half. But he covered about twice as much difference as Harvey Barnes, who had had over about near just under 30 touches. So that told you that poor Jamie Vardy's knacking himself out for nothing today, by by all accounts. All right, he was unlucky not to get an assist because of uh, Adam Arnold Luckman having big feet, bless him. But aside from that corner, and aside from an absolute bit of magic, I feel that Leicester are so concerned at conceding that this depresses me. This really just depresses me because at one point for about 10 minutes, that was our, that was our defensive third. There was no outlet to get it anywhere near Lutman, to get it anywhere near Tillman, to get it anywhere near Man. There was no nothing there. And that's why, Chris, the one time it did please you, that Casper went, wee with the ball all the way up to him. He had no one to aim. He had no one to aim for. And that's why when, when we did try it and, and Leeds had a shot from nowhere and, and Leicester weren't all back and maybe one midfielder was slightly still tracking back, so he was a bit more at the pitch. He went, oh, I'll pass it to Evans, and he'll pass it to Soju, and then he'll pass it to him, and Amati will pass it back, and then I'll pass it all the way out to a left-back and right-back, and then guess what happened? When these players came back, we had nothing. We need I, I to sort out... We need to sort out how we cover the pitch better, because we're leaving so much gaps in that formation. It's unreal. Sorry, Chris, to overrun there. No, 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 he didn't overrun. I was just going to come in and answer um, when you said about Casper kicking it upfield, um, that there was nobody up there. And, you know, if he is going to play that, then obviously Brendan needs to say to the rest of the players, right, we're playing this way now, you know, yeah. because they were, in fact, at the end, he was actually telling Soyuncu, and I don't know who it was on the other wing, um, to, he was actually gesturing them forward and they weren't moving. And he just went forward again. He kicked up. 
yeah, they, we lost the ball, but it ended up back at Schmeichel anyway. Then he passed it to Soyuncu, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, you've just wasted a couple of minutes doing that. Ah, oh, you know, it does it does frustrate me. But uh, anything else you want to add, Brad? Sorry, just to jump on you there, but uh, no. I, I just answering your point raised. No, no, I just I just think that something drastically needs to be done, whether it's a working in communication or signals that are given out. Because, you know, managers these days, they, they, they do like to be a bit sneaky and try and give out little tap signals and little bits of paper that they fold up and put in a sock so the message gets out there quickly. But every player on that pitch knows what they're doing because by the time Casper mm. went for that ball, where Leicester fans, myself included, mate, were probably expecting Leicester to be maybe a two up front. We maybe thought Nacho would come on in a situation, but realistically, we was probably hoping that Leicester, and I'm going to have to use one of my attacking tokens, don't get confused, but I think they were probably hoping Leicester were going to switch to a 4-3-1-2 when Madison was going to come on before Tillemans came off. Again, I don't see why that couldn't have been a like-for-like swap. So when the long ball started coming on in the desperate down, as I like to call it, in the last five minutes, we were playing completely the wrong style for that. Like I said, we were playing the cut field, the gaps, don't let them have a clean shot at goal role, which meant one bloke in midfield was doing this. Oh, what do I do in my life? What should I do yeah. for shopping tonight after this point? Oh, crap, the ball's come. Oh, no, I've got three players behind me. They've won the ball. I've got no one to pass it to anyway. That yeah. was the biggest yeah. issue. We need to solve that section of the middle. The Matt, yeah, no, no, I, yeah, very, very good points as always. Uh, as as um, Maisie says, they're better analysis than Sky Sports here. Be interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, I'll have if, a fight uh, with Roy Keane, Maisie. She knows that. I'll lose, yeah. but I'll have a fight with him. <laughs> I wonder if he's calmed down yet. Uh, no, actually, Maisie, not. while you're here, let, let, let's see, because I, I mentioned this earlier, noises are getting louder for Brendan potentially leaving for Manchester United. Um, it was on, I think it was a, one of the, the bookies' websites today that he's favourite, and it's all sorted that he will leave at the end of the season. I don't know. We will see. Um, Maisie doesn't think it will actually happen. She's already answered that. Um he does seem very happy. I, 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 the problem is, he's happy at Leicester, doing what he's doing. Leicester owners are happy with him. Yes, we sit here and we have a moan after the games. And I said, we know we can't do it every season. As I said earlier, you know, we've set ourselves very high standards. I think Brendan will bring that back. Uh, if he goes to Man United, my God, is he under pressure then. And would Man United want him an ex-Liverpool manager? I've already heard a few you know. Manchester United fans comments saying that either they wouldn't want him or they give the extra reason that it's an ex-Liverpool man there. And yeah. to be honest with you, if you look at how he's done with this team, and if you take that Liverpool season aside, because that was just that was that's something you've got to include in that. I know his tenure yeah. at Liverpool ended a bit well, very sour for, for Brendan and that. Um you know, I always say in the um, in the nicest respect, some managers have a limit. You know, I said that, like, you know, you always feel like a Sean Dyche manager. That's no disrespect to Burnley, but maybe right now, Graham Potter, because I'm not on the Potter hype train before anyone asks. Um, but them sort of managers, you sort of feel that they only manage a certain calibre of club. Yes. And I know this might sound like I'm trying to back it off my club and, and do my club a, di a disservice, but yeah. I'm not. Because what I'm saying is, is I think... There's, there's, no matter how, 
I agree yeah. totally with you, Brad. You know, I mean, you've yeah. got the supposedly Eddie Howe going to Newcastle. Uh, he was Which there yesterday watching the game. Uh, he'll only be there a season or two because they're going to want a better manager. When, when he's there to steady the ship and try and keep them up. Um, yeah. I don't care what you say. It's like I, you know, we said the other day. You know, could Conti go and manage Norwich? Could Mourinho go and manage Fulham? No, they couldn't because they can't play with those sort of players in that sort of position because those managers are, you know, very good when they say, oh, we've got a problem. Oh, here's, here's 50 million, go out and buy somebody. And it's the same, like you say, every manager has his level. And we know that. And, you know, Eddie, I don't know whether Eddie Howe is maybe fighting a bit above him, but Time will tell. Time will tell. Nippon, good evening. How the devil are you? Welcome along, Chelsea fan. I tell you what, I'm not looking forward to playing you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I said that earlier. David, you could be me. Again, another brother. How many children did my, did my mother have? <laughs> another brother from a different mother. Sorry, I'm late. We can't tackle properly. Uh, we are second to most balls. We make good attacking passes two or three times out of ten. We are just average right now. Individual carelessness and poor tactics. Yeah. 100%, mate. 100%. And I, I, I also, think Paul... Sorry, go on. Keep reading that comment. Sorry, mate. Sorry. sorry no. If Brendan wants to go, let him go. Better than working until we have to sack him. We'll see at the end. Like I say, I'm mm. not happy, but I'm not calling for him to go. Yeah. Sorry, Brad, you were going to say, and then I've got a question for you. Yeah. I was just going to quickly point on that. I actually do agree with what David said about us in attacking press. And I, I that's another point you could have glaringly looked at today. You almost got the sense and feeling that because our defensive record has been so bad, and I know yet again we conceded today, but again, like I said, apart from that Harrison chance where he missed it from two yards under the bar, and mm. their, after their goal, I think we were very defensive, which is probably why it did it. It, it almost reminded me today of that Man City game, you know, where Brendan um, nearly stopped Man City winning the title if it weren't for Vincent Company's yeah. screamer. It felt like that game today. But what I will say is I, I almost got the feeling that, that, that it was so important not to have a, dis, a defensive disaster today that I found it that Leicester were getting the ball, starting to go forward, and then to a point kind of went, oh, if I get this pass right, Tillemans is at the edge of the box. But if he cuts out, we're exposed at the middle. I think Leicester is old and a confident Leicester and make that pass. It's crisp pass. And it's a goal and it looks beautiful. But I think because yeah. that mentality is there, that they want to get these clean sheets, they want to get structured at the back and not be so open at the back, that they're going, oh, no, actually, no, 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 I'm going to send this back to Soyuncu or Evans or Dewsbury Hall or whoever's holding that middle role. And I think that's one extra thing I'd like to say that I'd love to be able to shake, but I just don't know if that's a training ground issue or if that's a mentality issue. I hope it's yeah. a mentality issue and we get over it. But we'll see in a few coming weeks. Yeah. Nippon, um, you'll have a chance of beating us if you look at our performance against Burnley. The thing is, Nippon, I said just before you came in, uh, Burnley laid their bodies down against you yesterday. 
I won't say what we're like because I got told off by uh, by Brad for uh, for for dissing his uh, superheroes, but um, we we, uh, we let's just say you know we 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 wouldn't have thrown our bodies on the line quite the same. Bookline says I'm not Brendan out, but I am Brendan. Congratulations on the new job. I'd be sorry to see him go. I have to be honest with you. I hope I really hope he doesn't. And like I say, you know we we know what he can do for us. We've seen it in the past two years. This might just be one season, you know. I, I look at you know, there's a lot of clubs out there that yeah. don't, you know, they have a couple of good seasons, then have an average, good season, average, good season, average. That's the Premier League for you. JJ, yeah. good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Another set piece. It did seem to go straight through, didn't it? But a couple of points here, Brad. I want to talk to you about the defense because I know yeah. you uh you you're 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 expert in that sort of area. Um, <laughs> well, you won't know I was never a defender. I don't yeah, <laughs> play no, no, behind no. them in the net. You play behind yeah. them. You play. It's near enough. It's, just, it's near enough for me. It's near enough for me. Um, Castagna at left back. We know he's yeah. played there. You know he can play there, but I don't think it worked today. No, but in in, in his defence, if you're, and I don't, I, I. Don't know who if Craig did a uh, want to watch, but I'd be very surprised if his want to watch in the preview wasn't Rafinha. He's very good. He's was. very quick. Yeah, um, Rafinha has got the BBC Man of the Match. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me. I mean, his goal was very clever. First of all, I mean that again, preaching from the choir here as a goalkeeper, that is one of the best balls in you will put in to trouble a goalkeeper because you cannot move until you see that every single individual boot has pa been passed by that ball because if you preempt it you know where it's going it's going towards your far post but if you make that move and you make that dive to the post you could end up being on match today looking like you've got egg on your face because it takes a last second wicked deflection and goes the opposite way so there's no fault to brendan rogers i don't uh, casper schmeichel and i don't really think you can blame our defending for the set pieces uh, for that one, because that's just one of the quality balls that, what do we always say, Chris? More times than not, if you get a touch on that, it's in the back of the net. And if he gets a touch, you know, there might have been a touch that took it out for a throw into Leicester. It could have been a horror touch, but Casper couldn't react any quicker than he did. So if anyone's out there thinking, oh, Casper should have moved over quicker, there's your insight as to why he didn't. Because most people might think he should have got over more and maybe he could have saved it, but that's exactly yeah. why he didn't. And that's why I've got no fault with us for the goal. I how, honestly how don't. How often do you see the goalkeeper literally fall over because he started to go one way because that's where he thinks the ball's going? And we've yeah. seen Casper do it. The ball's then, like you say, taking a deflection and gone through. I mean, yeah. you know, let's just have, Rafinha has scored 45% of Leeds' goals this season. Uh, five out of yeah. eleven, the highest percentage for a player whose team has scored ten plus times. Uh, four of his goals have been the opening goal. Um, I suppose the scare that I mean, you know, th these are just stats uh, generally up here. Leicester haven't kept a clean sheet in any of their last ten games in the Premier League. Their longest run without one in the competition since March two thousand and nineteen. They have, however, scored in each of the last 13 away Premier League matches, the longest one in the top flight since between April and December 1960. So um, it's six of one and a half a dozen of the other, isn't it? But are, are we getting worried that we can't keep playing this? You score one, we'll score two. 
No, and I did say to you, didn't I, Chris? I'm getting a little bit tired of scoring from the kickoff. I feel like Leicester have got their tap. Yeah. You know, the, Do we only I play mean, for I'm, those two or three minutes after a goal? Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I'm kind of a sod for it, and I feel, and I, it's probably I'm going to make this comparison, but I feel like Leicester probably should take the consoles out of their out of their rooms and stop playing FIFA because that's a very FIFA-esque goal. And anyone that plays FIFA or plays any game like that, they'll know what I mean. A kickoff goal. It's called a kickoff goal. And I feel like Leicester, if they could just score first, we wouldn't have to rely on scoring a kickoff goal. I mean, it's great, but teams like they like we felt at the start of the season that teams have adapted to our formation, they're going to realise Leicester kick off, they go back, they go left. Because again, Five it came from the left side. Five touches, Five only touches one more than Dakar scored in in a single game. <laughs> it was, and it was a great goal from Barnes, wasn't it? Oh yeah, don't don't get me wrong, it was a fantastic goal. Like I said, the quality up front minus the two goals was was pretty terrible from both sides. In fairness, but the goals they they, they are contenders already for the for the goal of the month. They've got to be because you don't see. I mean, we've seen Barnes hit a few, but. He curled that in. Normally with Barnes, it's hit with raw power, isn't it? Or he's side-footing it because he's in the box like he had his chance early in the first half. But that, I was even taken back. I thought, oh, he's crossed it in and got it all wrong. And then all of a sudden, his balls went... And the net just went, wee, and took it in nicely. Like, it, 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 it stood it there with his arms open. What did it do? It went, wee, and just opened his arms <laughs> to drag it in. Oh, that's been clipped. I think I've had too many. I think I've had too many coffees and not enough sleep. That's what's up with me. Have you been too many sweets? No, um, no, no, no. I'm not having a sugar rush. Sugar rush. Sugar rush. What's that? Sugar rush. Another, another point. Uh, Luckman, I've said it in the past. Is he better coming on than starting? It's been a while since we've seen him start. He was so unfortunate. That's the second goal that I think he's had chalked off in a Leicester shirt, isn't it? Um, okay, let, let's go on to that. I'm glad you brought that up because I'd kind of forgotten to ask you that. But I thought this season we weren't having these sort of, you know, one testicle over the blue line and you're offside sort of moments, you know, and it literally yeah. was foot. Yeah, it was. And it really did annoy me because, like you said, Chris, they, they changed the laws. They, 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 the laws were almost what, me personally, I'd been asking, and obviously I know a few others have made similar ideas out there, that maybe this the rule change was going to be, oh, great, so we're going to see more offsides, that as, as long as they're not blatant, which it was not anywhere near close to blatant. But in them scenarios, I always, I thought with the rule change, we were sort of getting, without them saying it, we was getting that referees getting the benefit of the doubt. Almost, like I said, comparing it back to cricket, it's almost like umpire's decision. So the yeah. linesman didn't flag it, the referee didn't call it. Okay, VAR still have to check it, but when it's like that, I think VAR goes, oh, yeah, but oh, that's a bit, oh, well, you know, because you know, what if he likes wearing a boot that gives him a bit more comfort and doesn't have his toes at the end? Is he still offside? Do, do you have to start playing bare feet again so we can definitely tell if his foot's offside or is it Part and parcel of his and then, of course, you've got to make sure if he does play barefoot, he's cut his toenails. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> get them off. Get them surgically removed. Take them off. You'd be, you'd be fine. But I don't I, get it. I don't I, get it. It's actually no. stood, in my opinion, with the rule change. 
I th- well, that was that was the point I, I was asking you about. Um, but line, I like how KDH gets into the box. Uh, need that from Yuri and Madders. Uh, I do like KDH. He is he, an exciting player. One for you here, Brad. Still can't win a game without Perez, the last of Firmino. <laughs> but line, me think you are stirring it with Brad a little bit. Go on, Brad. <laughs> Brought line. You're ruining the weekend, mate. Please stop. I'm, I'm Please. just going to say this to you, Brookline. This is this is all if I can find it. And again, as well, this is all I've got to say to you, Brookline. Apologize, I'm continue. Can I just say, have you ever tried to explain to your counselor what makes you happy and you're trying to describe that video? It always puts a smile on your face. <laughs> it's not good. Oh, um, yeah. line, yeah, I think we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll move over that. But he might he might actually have a point. Um Everyone, yeah, cheers, uh, cheers, Maisie. Yeah, give us a sub, give us a sub, and um, give us a like. Uh, cheers, Maisie. Perez, your man of the match. Which game? Because you didn't play today. <laughs> Maisie, you are just being a little Man United fan. She's enjoying you? bullying me. I tell you this. This is she's, she's it's blasphemy. She's just she's just she's just. I bet you. I can guarantee you right now, Chris. She's giggling away to herself with her I laugh. Bet she is. And she bet. knows she loves yeah. She enjoys yeah. winding me up. See, see what, Maisie? I'd make sure you got your seatbelt on because Ollie's still at that wheel. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, just in case you are wondering, um, it is into the second half. West Ham won, Liverpool won. So, oh, well, that uh, might actually make my weekend a bit better because I had. Uh, I knew you were. I knew you were, Maze. I knew you'd be like, you're. Oh, bully me, great. <laughs> he says, um, here, um, Liverpool fans don't understand what Firmino does. Some Leicester fans do the same. Uh, De- Devils, we'll have to do a show about Brendan going to Man United and we'll see whether you rate him or, or, or Ollie more. That, that could be an idea next week. Um, right, uh, <laughs> where do we go from here? Um, out the studio. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> not quite yet. Not quite. What do you think about the uh, play? And this was mentioned. Um, I forget who it was. One of the pundits said he didn't like this, and I noticed Leicester doing it today, high fiving each other when they sort of actually sort of make a tackle. It seems these days. Well, I don't know. I think I think that's. Something I'd actually quite encourage. I think it, you know, especially when you if you consider Leicester's squad on an age level, um, you've got Sionchu. Let's remember Sionchu's only just into his twenties. You've got, you know, you've got new players in there. You've got players that are probably just starting to find their feet. You know, Dewsbury Hall came on today. You've got Lutman, who's not a Leicester player technically because he's on loan but you've got these players I actually like it I don't mind it if you're going to you know if you if you lose the ball 
and then make a tackle. Sometimes what you see from a player who's the more experienced one is you see them throwing their arms up in the air and he's like, well, I got it back. And he's like, it's not a point, you shouldn't have lost it. But if you're a young player especially and you go, oh, I've messed up, but I'm going to get that ball back and you make a great tackle and it even puts your team on the front foot, I think you deserve a high five. I think you deserve a pat on the back. I think you deserve a well done because what makes you, you know, what makes you perform and keep your performance and, and will to keep putting a shift in better? Being berated for your original mistake and no credit given to you for your hard work to win the ball back or being told, well done, mate, well done, keep it going. Just watch, list, just, you know, and, and then maybe that little word in the ear from like an Evans that says, but just keep an eye on him, keep an eye on him and you'll be all right. Keep going, mate. I'd rather hear that. I feel better as yeah. a, you know, as a player. So I don't mind it. I, I really don't. I think it does well for the confidence and it shows the it shows left Leicester fans that maybe think there's a bit of tension in the squad, a bit of lack of team cohesion. It, it really is there. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you, as much as I like Brendan, I don't think he's going to do you any better than Ollie, but that's just my opinion. Uh she says Brendan to United, Dean Smith to Leicester. Knowing Leicester we'd probably get Farker. Um Jeff, bringing the two Ps, Perez and Potter. Jeff, no. No, you're not going there. You are not going there. I'm sorry. Um, oh, great. See you later, everybody. I agree. Freddie Mac, good evening. How's are you, devil are you, sir? I think you have delusions of grandeur. Leicester are not that good. End of. Oh, actually, uh, Freddie, I'm going to bring some comments in later, and it isn't necessarily a bad point that you are making there. And we've, we we actually make this point, had you been in at the start, which obviously you've come in quite late, but thank you for joining us anyway. But at the start, we did say, you know, last two seasons, were we punching above our weight? Are we now getting reality? But we're going to look at uh, Man of the Match and the player ratings, and we'll be straight back after this, because this is what is coming up tomorrow night at seven. Indeed, 7 o'clock tomorrow, myself and a gentleman from El Loco Leeds. I think one of us is going to be happier than the other one. And you know what? I've done it again, haven't I? I haven't got the man of the match details up. So let me just talk amongst yourselves for a second and we will bring that straight up. Man of the match from Alan Benny, who does actually join us uh, straight from the match afterwards and gives us his opinion. He's always at the match, where obviously we're not. And he gave his man of the match to um, Indeedy. Would you agree with that, Brad? Yes, Indeedy, I would. Yes, I would. I opened the door for you to, to walk in, didn't I? Yeah, and I walked into the door frame. But no, I don't, honestly, I, I think um, I think he covered a lot of ground. I think he was probably you could see at some points he was a bit frustrated, as if to say, "Can we just get a bit of you know to, to emphasise that team cohesion a little bit?" Was you know he, he he found himself. I think at one point he made a twenty-yard sideways sprint to get the ball and tackle a Leeds player and won a free kick, um, and he had a face on him as if to say. I know I can do that, but surely that was someone else's job. And 
mm. you know that that's something that you know we're starting to talk about a lot more. But on a on a defensive performance, because um, to be honest with you, there wasn't much on the attacking front. Uh, in all fairness, um, mm. I would say he was definitely man of the match. I I, I have to agree with Alan. And unfortunately, and uh, you know, manager I, I, and I team six each there. Um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. I don't think Brennan got anything tactically wrong. Um, and I don't think the players did too much wrong apart from straying the pass. It just, you know, when we kind of do a ratings of the players, and we kind of go, they didn't really yeah. do anything of note. I just feel like it was that really. There wasn't really much apart from Barnes's goal and the off and the goal that was ruled out. There was anything of note to really talk about in in, in an overall positive thing. But yeah, I think six is a fair enough. I wouldn't go lower. Yeah. I wouldn't say they were any worse. No. I mean, when you when he says six, it could be anything from a five to a seven. In fairness, you know. Mm. So I think yeah, you know, uh, uh, you got to take that. So looking at the um, BBC ratings here. Um, they've got Barnes as our best player, uh, although he did only manage a six. Probably shows correctly there that, that Alan got it spot on. Uh, Tillerman second. You see, Vard, and I don't get this, and we've mentioned this before, Vardy gets a 5.8 after that performance. I'm sorry, he, 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 he's lucky to get more than four for me. I think there's, there's two things. When it's a poll like that, you probably find that um, Vardy's obviously very fondly thought of by us fans and he's always going to be given a lot of wheel leeway in not seeing a lot of a ball or mm. having a bad game. And I know that that's not fair on the rest of them because we can be quite critical on others that aren't held in such favour. But um, like I said, there was, there was probably, depends how you followed the game. I bet, I bet if you listened to Radio Leicester um, or LCFD, dot com and you probably find that i've noticed that when it's a radio format that you have to hear it through they like to remind you that just because jamie vardy's not had a touch of the ball doesn't mean he's not doing anything because he's run around everywhere you know and i know it's done with a bit of biasness but like i said to you at half time he covered 5.1 meters or whatever it was in, in or whatever it was in there uh, in distance and he probably did that again in the second half he was probably covering more ground than a lot. And like I said, it probably depends on your format because watching it, you don't really see him when he's off camera, when we're defending, which we did a lot today because you're not going to. But maybe if you heard it on the radio or you were sat in the stands watching it, all you saw was Jamie Vardy running around. So it's taken with a pinch of salt, these ratings more times and not, especially mm -hmm. when it regards Jamie Vardy being so high. I, I think if you looked at it, he definitely wasn't, one of our I worst. Made, I made players. the point earlier, and I don't know what you thought on this is quickly. You know, should he be then not be played against these teams that don't give him space and saved for the games where we play the teams like the, the Chelsea's, the Arsenal's, you know, the, the Man City's that we know are going to give him mm -hmm. space at the back? Well, I mean, obviously, Brendan, you know, if what, I, if what my hunch is is right, that, that, that what Brendan said basically means they go train this formation to this opponent and then come in Monday, we'll train this formation because we're playing this opponent. I think it was quite clear that they were expecting a lot more than what they got. They were expecting the likes of Barnes 
uh, and Lutman and, and Vardy to have that space, and clearly they didn't. And then it, it almost became a matter of when do I stick and when do I twist? And, and he kind of did both at the same time. He made the changes, and then and then and then subsequently went, oh yeah, by the way, lads, I don't want you going forward with it. And now I've decided I don't want to lose this game. I don't want us to suffer yeah. a setback, which you saw with my uh, analysis that uh, Leicester suddenly played with a back line of eight. So. Yeah. I, I, I just don't think they favoured him. And Leeds, Leeds take quality for that and, and credit mm. for it because yeah. Yeah, sometimes indeed. you've got to say that Leeds, Leeds out Fox Leicester yeah. in that department. Yeah. I'm just going to go through a few comments from fans that have uh, come up on, on Twitter. And actually just going back to um, what Freddie Mac said, uh, and Joshy Seven, once again, the keyboard warriors are out in force. I've said it before and I'll say it again. So many of you have delusions of grandeur. We are LCFC. We have no divine right to be anything oh, yeah. that what we earn. The last few years have been brilliant, and I believe the fortunes. Basically, the app, like I said, in a, in a way, we're suffering for, because of our own success. Uh, Devo underscore LCFC. I'm like a broken record here, I know, but our set piece and especially defending corners is truly terrible and needs addressing. Uh, Mr. G Dav Canis, with teams like Palace and West Ham up in the ante this year, also Brighton, top 10 is probably what we'll be aiming for. Arsenal have up their game. Can't see Conti at Spurs having a lower half finish. Quite agree with you there. Um, Jazzard. Jono, uh, anyone else think that all these rumours about Rodgers getting linked to every job going is really affecting the team now? And now reports he has verbally agreed to go United. Surely the players see this stuff as well. I mean, they must do, but I mean, all, all Brendan's got to do is go in there and go, it ain't happening. I haven't agreed it. And, you know, you, you get on with it. And he's come out and said that about a few jobs. Yeah, he has, and and you know, I don't think Brendan could do much more. He's not, he's not going to answer a question that's not asked to him. I'm, look, we all know, no matter what, especially more these days, that the media gets to the players, whether they're just one of them that can't stay away from it. I know there's some footballers out there that they're always on Sky Sports or checking the phones or whatever. There's no way to avoid it, but I'm pretty sure Brendan is just as tired. If if he if he's been true to what he's been saying when he's been linked with the Spurs job and linked with the Newcastle job and then linked with the Spurs job again because they mm. they, don't, they didn't like the manager their eighteen thousandth choice didn't like him, um, and all Who the other you? jobs he's been linked with, Man U job, England bloody job at one point, um, you know that would that you know I remember when you know there was fears that you know everybody was saying oh if, if England don't get out of the group or have a have a bad have a bad tournament. Then maybe we should get Rogers because he's just won the FA Cup with Leicester and done really well with them. You know, he's been linked. Like I said, he's managing half the Premier League, and he's yeah. probably had about four managerial rumours in the international circuit. I, I I think that's distracting everybody because they're just sick of hearing each week and each out. I mean, you probably get to a point where if if I started, if I said right, two plus two actually equals five. You think, no, what a load of rubbish. Like we fought the first report. But if then someone else said, no, two plus two does equal five, and you've backed it off as rubbish, and then more and more people said, oh, no, this really is, two plus two really does equal five, as as wrong as it is, 
the more you say it and the more you know people go on about it the more they start to believe it you know what i mean wrong what do you mean it's wrong two plus two is not five it is ah see see <laughs> got you believing <laughs> for a minute there I, like I, had you, I, I had you thinking for a minute matthew welcome it's been ages matthew where the devil have you been good evening sir how are you uh did you go to the match let us know if you did uh and what you thought um and what if not where are you you could be anywhere in in your truck across europe um at lindsay hart 10 and this is a very good point lindsay it's only november the second points uh only november sorry let me, let me read this right i have to learn i have to learn punctuation that's what i need to learn or not drink i don't know which one of the two only november two points off the top six no need to panic yet and that's it we are you know we we are struggling but then other teams are as well west ham jeff has said a 2-1 up against liverpool um Ben Waisley one says, just honestly think Rogers has his eyes set on the United job. Everything just seems off at the moment. Uh, let's face it, we've been completely average since February. Can't make simple five-yard passes and the zonal marking has to stop. Zonal marking, hate it, but, you know, there we go. Wow. And finally, indeed, XR underscore 25. I don't say negative stuff for the sake of it. Still travelled all the way down to Leeds, back the and back. The team, and sorry, we travelled again, pronunciation, uh, <laughs> punctuation, still travelled all the way down to Leeds, back the team, sang for 90 minutes and clapped the teams and manager off, even though I don't think they deserve it. I wanted to be positive, but this football drains me and I only want us to win. And I think, like we've said, you know, we have had two good seasons, other clubs are sort of catching us up. We, we've got to accept that, you know, as we nearly yeah. caught up Man United and what have you last couple of seasons, those teams are now catching us up. And, you know, Manchester United are sitting there in sixth place on 17 points and we are actually on 15 points. So, yeah, like you say, we've got Everton round us. Um, you know, th my worry is that once you get past us, we are, if you like, the bottom of the teams that you might expect to be up there. You know, the no, that below is... Us, yeah, the, the, that, say, that the teams is... below us are Southampton, Brentford, Leeds, Villa, Watford, Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich. Teams that you would expect to be down there and those that yeah. we would expect to be up against at the moment are, are all above us. But it's a long season. Yeah, exactly. It's a, and again, we, we've stressed this... Uh, over a num number of videos, haven't we, over the last three or four weeks, Chris, when it's come mm. to a league game, is what you have to take out, uh, into account as Leicester fans is, is, first of all, Brendan has been linked with big jobs since about six months into his tenure at Leicester, let alone now, when it doesn't seem to have affected them now. I can understand why it might be a bit of a mental drain because it seems to be every week this week, but I, I, I expect a professional footballer and the way Brendan has responded to this, the players hear his response. They see how he is on training. He clearly is just as focused on his job as he was when he first got it. So I don't think you can see that in the players. I just think there's something that's changing with terms of tactics that, that, that is just taking a while to, uh, you know, adjust. And another point to go on to that, exactly what you've just made, I think 
maybe it's not so much that Leicester are struggling. And I know that sounds so stupid because they have been struggling. But what I mean is, is maybe we're taking for granted the fact that we were the only side ever talked about breaking the top six over the last two years. And, and, and the, you know, the rest went under the radar a little bit, didn't they? You know, Leicester had that period when they fell off a little bit. And because there's a there's a team it, it, that's fresh in the minds, oh, who, who could do this to the top six? Oh, well, Everton look all right. West Ham look all right. But realistically, Leicester are in top five. Leicester have won the FA Cup. And I think what we're forgetting is these West Hams or Everton's, even, even though they're not being great at the moment, but Leeds... Uh, Wolves, um, I know they lost this weekend. Sod, I wanted them to score, but again, we'll talk about it on another show. Um, and up until this week, they were on good form. They're teams that are constantly improving just as much as Leicester. We're not the only club out there outside the top six getting in quality players, doing shrewd bits of business. Yes, ours is in the headlines more. And yes, ours might come with a better quality. But it's clear to see by the results we've seen this season and why we're not doing so brilliantly when it comes to these predictions um, is that teams are beating teams that maybe a few years ago were yeah. a given. Or we're just shit at the predictions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just that. We don't know. My, my, we'll find my out. idea of bringing Steve Leinitz in because he's worse than me at predicting gone out the window just, when he got 1-1 one, one today. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and you're just, and you're just saying, seeing it there. Look at, look, look at a team yeah. that's getting a lot of talk about them. They're, they're, they're beating yeah. Liverpool with ease 3-1. Yeah. Matthew says here, I'm in Ireland at the present. Top of the morning to you. That was bad, wasn't it? Yes, I did watch the game today, and I think we are currently in a reality check with a lot of teams improving. Apart from us. exactly what Brad just said, exactly what I said earlier, Matthew hit the nail on the head there. You know, we we've improved, but we've just been a couple of seasons ahead of these other teams. We had to accept. You know, let's okay, let's have a look at it this way: Liverpool haven't won the league title for thirty seasons. Yep, and yet they, they won it. But in that time, they were up and down, fourth, fifth, sixth, fifth, fourth, third, second. You know, they're all they're all over the place. And the yeah. same with Arsenal. You know, we know, and to a degree, it pains me to say, but Tottenham as well. We know that as bad as they were last season, that they weren't going to be that bad every single season. You know, mm. and um, Arsenal are slowly getting it right. Maybe sticking with Arteta was good. Spurs, I and I've got to say, to be honest with you, I think it is an amazing uh, signing that they have got in Conte because I think Conte will go in and he won't stand any, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. He will have a negotiated contract that says, I can do this and I can do that. And he's done Tottenham a favour more than they've done him one, let's be honest with you. Brighton are coming good. West Ham, you know, like you just said, look at West Ham. You know, I thought it was a one-off season last season. And you have to look at that. And, and I keep going back obviously, for obvious reasons, to the 15-16 season. As much as we won it, and we did win it by 10 clear points, the other teams around us struggled. We didn't have Europe. Manchester City announced they were getting rid of their manager 10 weeks or whatever it was before the end of the season, which is going to affect them. Man United still had um, Van Gaal, which was like, you know, <laughs> kiss of death, really. Uh, you know, Tottenham imploded, Arsenal struggled. So there's a lot of things all go into this, you know, in into that. Uh, Dorco says here, two seasons of missing out on Champions League has cost us more than we thought it would. I've got to be honest with you, 
if we qualify for the Champions League this season, playing the way we're playing, we would be embarrassed. I honestly believe that. You know, we're sitting third in the Europa League. Where would we be sitting in the Champions League? I think we would have, would have struggled. Um, I, really I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever like them hypotheticals because as much as I'm an advocate for Europe, European football's European football, there is always going to be a massive gulf in quality yeah. Uh, and a massive golfing desire to play in the Euro in, in the Champions League over the Europa League, and yeah. not 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 to kind of say that they're not good players, but maybe if Leicester get top four last season, you know, and I, I wouldn't change these players from what I've seen of them so far. Well, there's probably an argument for two or three that people aren't too happy about, but. I think maybe we don't bring in a Samare. We don't bring in a Vestergaard or a Bertrand. We maybe get a player that goes, you know what, Leicester in Champions League. You know, it, it, it creates a whole different topic. Yeah, yeah. And I think, but then then again, Samare and Daka were potentially Champions League players themselves because they'd, they'd both won the title in their respective countries. So we, we may have still gone for those. I just think... Have we been in the Champions League and qualified? You know, we, 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 we this is the first season out of the, like, the three seasons we've been in Europe where we've actually come up against a group that's hard. You know, that Champions oh, League yeah. group, we couldn't have picked better ourselves. Last season's Europa League, we couldn't have picked better ourselves. This season, that's happened with West Ham and we've got the group of death. And look, we are, we are, we are struggling, let's put it bluntly. And had we gone up to the Champions League and drawn some of these really good teams, like I said, I just think that would have killed our confidence totally. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah. Yeah. If you if you took it off the here and now, then yeah, you're totally making a point. Mm. But it, it's hard to look at them as hindsight because I think in, in the greatest respect, I think Leicester would have been afforded to maybe get better quality and they might have still got a Samore and a Dakar in, but I I, I think with the greatest respect, I don't think they would have got a best of guard in. Um, no, or no, you're quite right. You'd hope yeah. we wouldn't have got the best of in. <laughs> well, the way he really started for us, yeah. You know, yeah. No, but again, we probably, yeah, probably signed Ryan Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, well, yeah, Gordon <laughs> Bennett more like, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I, I get, I get totally, totally what you mean there. We may well have gone for uh, for other players, and yet both Samari and um, Daka, I think, are two we probably would have done because you did have. Teams that are in the Champions League looking at them, yeah. like you say. But, and and I'm, yeah. I'm trying, I mean, Luckman, I mean, Brookline was there now about how bad Luckman was. I mean, we've got to be careful. I, I think two players here, Luckman and Vestergaard. Um, I don't think Vestergaard was the right purchase for us. Um, uh, that said, He's coming to a team where the back four is totally unsettled. Uh, is yeah. changing on a regular basis. Um, got injured himself, but had Fafana not got injured in you know in in the preseason friendly, Vestergaard isn't at Leicester for me. We don't we don't go out and buy anybody. Uh, so we've, we've we've had to find fifteen million pounds that. We probably might, would didn't really necessarily have or, or want to spend. Uh, Tarkovsky for me would have been the better player, but he's double the money, and I don't think we'd got thirty million. 
Cahill as a one season just to come in and steady that defence. But you ask Palace fans and they're saying that, they, you know, last season he was shot. So maybe that wouldn't have been a good a good move. Uh, Luckman, I am worried about Luckman because I think, you know, he, I'm worried that he is flattering to deceive a bit like Under did. Although he is getting more game time, in fairness, than, than, uh, than Under. Uh, and I think he has probably got a lot more potential than Under. He's been in England under-19 and under-23 squad player. Um, I just think he does, and I, I said this, didn't I, earlier, he does kind of look better coming on, but that's probably because he's up against tired defenders and he does like to uh, attack the ball. But with Brookline, I don't think he was any worse than anybody out there today. I don't think Tillemans put a decent pass through that we know Tillemans can do. So I don't think he was any worse. Was he, Brad? No, not really. Um, it was one of them games that we've alluded to all show where it just structurally didn't go well. There were stray passes. There was, I wouldn't say a lack of urgency because you could see the urgency in the closing down in, 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 part, in good parts of that game. But there was definitely, you know, when you just think, and I know we, we we said this after the Arsenal game, didn't we? We said that after it was 2-0, Leicester suddenly turned turned it on, found the way through more and, 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 and took control of that game. And it just wasn't our day. You just felt with every chance it kept happening. It wasn't our day. And, you know, you can't... It, it, when it's this performance, you know, I know you bring this up famously with Chilwell and, and, and Perez and certain players that you, you, you suggest that you know, playing devil's advocate, that maybe some fans like a scapegoat every year. And I don't want this to be one where we bring a lone in and, oh, well, he was bad. What I would say to Brookline is, yes, he didn't do great with that 3-2, really hell. Um, he didn't do great with that pass that was into him. And yes, his pass to Tillemans was slightly overhit. Name me another player who got was at least in them positions to make them passes and actually mm. got them and actually either was in the position to receive the pass like he was or was able to actually make that pass in behind leads because Tillman's Kimono all he likes is quality. He should be getting on the end of that. He should be getting enough on that to know if I get a toe poke, I know which way my boot's going. It's going low and hard, hard past the goalkeeper. It was a bit yeah. of a, it was a bit of a shaker today. He was very shaky, gave away a corner, you know, three yards inside and he's missed that ball and it's under his foot and it's a goal. I mean, he should have really gone full. He tried to put power behind it. So I don't really blame him because, yeah. yes, it was over here. If Brookline can name anyone else that actually got in them positions and actually did something with the ball, then I'll, I'll happily say that he was probably our worst player. But I, don't, I agree with you, Chris. I don't think anybody yeah. had a game that you could sit here and go, he yeah. was the cause for everything bad because a he quick, was dreadful. A quick yes or no. And I mean the yes or no here. Look, Luckman, sign him at the end of the season on current form, on what you've seen in 11 games, plus the Cup games, plus Europe. Luckman, do we sign him at the end of the season? Yes or yeah. no? Yeah. yeah. That's fine. No, no, no. It was just a yes or no. And I, I agree with you in fairness, because I do think he's got, uh, got potential. I, I'm worried that we're beginning to sound a little bit like Newcastle fans here, Dorco. So the greatest respect to you, because I do respect your opinion. Uh, top has apparently 3,000 million, 
why can't he spend more than 15 million? Um, is that well, in Thai be... or is that in Sterling? I don't know. But he does have a business say. to run. Yeah. He does have another club in Holland. Um, he does have other, other, other interests. And, you know, is going out and spending 30 million on a player, <coughs> Slamani, going to guarantee that you get a better player than if you spend 15? Yeah, and and Dorco, just 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 to look at it, I understand your comparisons, but it's not yeah. as clear as black and white as it is there. Oh yeah, great, he's got three hundred million. I'm guessing you meant three hundred million because three thousand million, I believe, is three billion, which I wish was the case. Would be just as if not richer than Newcastle or whatever their funds are. Um, yeah. but again, you've got to look at it from a complete perspective of that family. First of all, they made the club. They, 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 they took the American loan and went, here's your money. This club belongs back to the city. by right, the owners, but it's forever, yeah. you know, back under the name of Leicester. We're not going to get taken out by a, an American loan company. They have pumped hundreds of millions throughout their tenures here into not just the squad, not into just the facilities, but the city of Leicester. They run a business which, no matter how rich you are, no matter how much you hate the fact that they're, they're, you know, other businesses are crying over it, during a pandemic, lost a considerable amount of money, right? You're then talking about a player that, if we're being honest, and I agree with Chris, there probably wasn't a need or an urgency to get Vestergaard in until the Fafana leg break. And if you're paying £15 million when you look at, yes, and I know Leicester have great negotiators at finding gems, but Vestergaard ain't a bloody gem to find out with, just be nice as pie, you know. He's an experienced player who, if you're going to bring him in, you're going to bring him in and pay what they ask for it sort of thing. You're going to negotiate price. You know what you're getting. It's not a N'Golo Kante. It's not a Jamie Vardy from non-league. He's someone that everybody knows about. And I think if you're being honest, had we not had the injury to Evans as well prior to, to, to the start of the season, Evans... For 15 million to me screams, I'm gonna have Evans and Sayonchu, but out of you and Amarty, you're my backups. I don't think Evans ever because this is why, if you remember, was there not for about two to three weeks, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there a bit of on off on off of his contract? That might have been Bertrand. I could be wrong. Mm. I know it was one of them. But I believe there was a bit of delicacy about how long they really wanted to sign these players for. And that, to me, says maybe lower your expectations of what we're expecting Vestergaard to do. Because I honestly think he is supposed to be a Morgan of the last two seasons. He'll probably play a bit more, granted. And if there's an injury, I'm sure he's... Well, probably not. He's probably not ahead of Daniel Amati in the pecking order because he came on and Vestergaard didn't. But... I would say you've probably got a player that Brendan went, right, I don't really want to bring in somebody because when Fafana's back, hopefully before the end of the season, he'll play. And, you know, if I'm going to need anybody, my front two men are Soyuncu and Evans. There's a backup. So Mm. I, I think we have to remember that maybe it's been a bit deluded on how Vestergaard was meant yeah. to be a Leicester player. I don't think he was ever under the attention that he was going to play 30-plus games this no, season. No, and, and, and Brendan Rodgers has come out and said that he didn't envisage that 
um, Vestergaard would play this many games this soon. And he probably does the same with Fafana when we signed him. Um, And and for those saying about Dakar, what was the exact words he said about Dakar? He won't be someone that gets in. He's going to bring him in slowly. So I'm not surprised by what I'm seeing from certain players. We've got to remember as well. Darko. And I, I do take I do take your point on board. You know, it's oh. an opinion and I respect your opinions. Uh yeah, three point seven billion dollars, which is three billion pounds just over. But okay, so we signed somebody for 40, 50 million. Where does that get us with financial fair play? How yeah, do we yeah. form that? So you know, yeah. we're not, you know, and okay, you know, we're not uh no, we've got rich owners, right? And probably, you know, um, D. Lee Smith will look at us and go, they're worth more than me. But then we look at Abramovich, we look at the Glaziers, mm. we look at whoever it is with Arsenal, can't remember his name. And we're not, you know, we look at Newcastle, we're not in that bracket. You know, mm. we're, we're rich and there'll be teams below us, you know, like you say, the Norwiches, the Oldhams and players like that think, yeah. If only we could have had Leicester's luck and got a, a good purchase like that. So, yes, you know, we are a rich club. Yes, we don't mm. have to sell players like we did with Gary Lineker and Alan Smith just to keep going every season. We will sell them if and when we want. Uh, yes, we can yeah. attract these names now because we've won the league, we've won the FA Cup, we've been in Europe two seasons running. But if we go and buy one of these players, where's his wages coming from? Because yeah, we've still exactly. only got a thirty thousand seater stadium, you know. We've still, yeah. uh, we're still not, despite the fact that we are the only club in the county. Uh, and I have got a lovely picture. If anybody saw my one county, one club uh, from from a gentleman, JH Football Prince, just to give him a shout out. Thank you very much for that, mate. Uh, get onto Facebook, JH Football Prince, and you can get one there. It looks great on my wall. Um, mm. You know, financial fair places doesn't seem to appear, uh, seem to apply to other clubs, though, does it? In the real world, no, it doesn't. But we do know, you know, in Leicester, we got done for financial fair play in the when we were in the championship. We only got off that because I think we played paid the fine and made a donation to somebody or something like that. But you know as well as I do, you know what applies to Leicester and what applies to other clubs doesn't matter. Are the FA bothered about upsetting Leicester City? No. Are they bothered about upsetting Manchester City? Yes. And, and that's, that is, whether you, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, and that's another story for another day, that is fact. I'm sorry, yeah. that is fact. Uh, yeah. Plus... You know, let let we buy all bring all these players in, right? And then what happens if the you know the Sheeran I can never say it, so Tops family decide for whatever reason to pull out. Let's say their business, they've had a tough year as well. They've you've got to think that three million has got to keep their business going, a business which has been yeah. extremely badly hit by um the, the tourists and, and the COVID. Uh, I don't think the oil's been hit by that. I don't think, you know, the shape, whatever, Mahmoud or whatever he's called at Man City is too much worried about where the money's coming from. But mm. top has to. And like you say, yeah. you've got to pay, pay the wages. Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if you saw it, Brad, that uh, Ratukan, who sponsor the shirts at Barcelona, 
Um, yes. They are sort of the, apparently they are the uh, Japanese uh, Amazon. And they have stopped sponsoring Barcelona because of the, the, the financial troubles that they're in. And the rumours are that they are looking for a, um English football team to invest in. Well, so now, what are we going to do? Are we, are we going to get Jamie Vardy doing keep up adverts on, on advertising Amazon Prime? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Though well, he advertises, you know, Thailand, doesn't he? Uh, but yeah, let's, say they, you know, let's say they come in, right, and buy us. And they've got, let's say, more money. There's nothing to say that anything's going to still change. because You have still got to think we've got to fund these players. You know, it's like yeah. you going out yeah. and buying a new sofa for a thousand pounds. You know, you get a year's free credit. In a year's time, you've still got to pay that sofa off. Where does the money come from if you haven't got it? You know, it it's yeah. sensible, isn't it? But uh, yeah, but there and, 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 and I further it to, to his point, saying, "Oh, Leicester have got this much money and and they spent fifteen million on a, on a centre back." Look at it in context again, and I'm going to. Just forget the money. Forget the money. Imagine that. Imagine that is the case. Unless you do have that available to them, right? Isn't it even then more obvious, right? Because let's just say, and I'm going to pick a particular player that one one particular player that A was realistically linked with Leicester, and one player that I've admired and it plays in the German league, right? I'm going to butcher his name, so I do apologise now. But given the circumstances, clearly Vestergaard was brought in as a backup, right? What would you rather do? Are you then saying to say an Umpapakano, um, and um, don't ask me to say that again because I ain't even trying. Um, he's a centre back. Or if you remember rightly, I think before we brought in Fafana, we was looking at about thirty, maybe forty million to bring in a, a certain Jonathan Tarr, right? Are you mm. saying that given lesser circumstances now, with all right, Fafana is injured, great, but you've got Amati. Um, you've got Evans and you've got um, Soyuncu, right? Who playing in the back three, they're going to start. You need uh, you need at least one decent, half decent centre back to fill the gap. Um, if what if and when there's injuries or a formation change, right? Granted, are you going to go out and tell one of these players that's getting in in their in their team week in week out playing Champions League football? Why would you as a club? Go out and pay the 50 60 million to bring in someone and tell him he's going to sit on the bench. He's not going to want to come to you. He's not going to want to come to you if he thinks, Why would I Why would I leave my German side or yeah. Italian side if you can want to name others that are just as high quality, right? Yeah. Why would he, why would a Leicester, why would they suddenly spend three times that amount on a player they're only getting in for a, for, uh, for a backup? And B, why would a player go? Right, let me get this straight. I'm playing in this team week in, week out. I'm getting picked from my national side. I'm getting rave reviews. That's helping me if a Real Madrid or a Manchester City want me. I'm, I'm only doing myself favours. I've had a phone call. Brandon Rogers is going to pay me, me 130 grand a week, but he wants me to sit on the bench behind Kagos Sancho, Daniel Martin and Wesley Fofana. I, I think the player's going to tell you thanks, but no thanks. Uh, Scott McClappers, hey, hey, I, I'm not getting involved in that. I, I, 
I used to do the, the, the cleaning up, mate. I, I, I used to love them as a fan. And when I started working there, and every day, like, take your bloody clappers home. So I'm not getting into that. <laughs> uh, uh, the thing is, other clubs, hey, I remember, I don't think it was, I think it was West Ham that they, they hate, they went to the kids and said, We hate the clappers. Get, and then I got the clapper out the drawer because I've got a few here. I've got a lock up on the wall. I don't know if you can see behind me, but <laughs> so they, they hate it. So I don't, I don't think the, the, the clappers are going to be enough to be able to go and afford to buy, uh, buy messages yet. I tell you what, though, one word Quebec. Everybody said, Oh, we should be going and getting Quebec in. I mean, you know, ask Norwich how that worked out. But uh, yeah, Brad, I mean, and would. We'll- would they be given the same response had we spent the money on Quebec and he'd been given them performances? No, well, he was. I think he, yes, yeah. It was, it was virtually so, giving him away, weren't they? But we sorry, don't. Know. Yeah. But, uh, but Brad, thank you so much. Next week, um, we're going to be seeing a little, quite a little bit of you, really, to say there's no game. Uh, just when you're doing next week's shows, seven o'clock, we've got the Leeds Review Show. Um, I said, gentlemen, and his name will lose me from the El Loco Leeds. Uh, at El Loco Leeds on Twitter site. Uh, he's coming on. I think he might be the happier between him and myself. Um, nine o'clock on Tuesday, we've got um, the show, uh, the X on the Pitch show with Julian Watts. And always always a great chat with him. Um, gives gives a professional point of view, shall we say. <laughs> Makes us realise as fans know absolutely nothing. Um, Very on Wednesday at seven o'clock, we have got, uh, and I, I didn't, I didn't know what to call this, but we're calling it the proper team's best eleven. And I don't know if Maisie is still in the chat, and she had a go at her. It was totally unfair, but she did a um, a, a top six best eleven, uh, or the best, the best six top eleven, something like that. And I'm like, really? And you included Tottenham, who were where they were, and Arsenal, and you know. So, and I think uh, to me, it kind of summed up. And it wasn't Maisie; people were asking her to do it. It kind of summed up, to my mind, the fans or most of the fans from those six clubs that you know they think, oh, if there was the best eleven for the Premier League, it would all be our players. Well, we're not. We're going to look at it and do the best eleven players. From the rest of the team, what I would the rest of the teams, what I would call the proper football teams, not the ESL arse-licking loving football teams, the rest of the teams who are the proper teams, supported by proper fans that have supported them for years and not because they happen to see a club on television. Yeah. Brad, you're you're in from Leicester. We've got Jack coming in a Southampton fan. And we've got Rob, who's coming in, is a West Ham fan. So yeah, and, and just and just to touch on that show that you talk talking about, just let you know, I, I did I did my work. I got I got I got with the formation they went with. I managed to talk them into into seeing the light. Tillemans and Vardy made that squad. I'm surprised because they, they played for Leicester. But hey ho, I know. But but Maisie, Maisie bless you, she was she was very very yeah. back in the shouts for Tillemans in there and. Because they played two up front, they were happy to put Vardy in there as a, as a, as a two. So would Vardy make the top eleven or the best eleven from the rest of the uh, rest of the league? And of course, we've got to pick a manager as well. And then yeah, on well, Tuesday, on Tuesday at nine at uh, seven o'clock, it's the big one. Yes, no, no. You you think you think that uh, 
Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder was a big match. Oh, no. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen. It's this. And we've got two days to go until the 9th of November 2021 at 7 p.m. It's the game. Brad's not going to say anything because he's not going to say what's coming up. But make sure you subscribe to the channel. The video's up there. Go and set your timer so you don't miss it. Brad, thank you very much, sir. We will see you at some point for all those shows next week. Yeah, definitely will, mate. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm trying to stop my phone from frying. That's why you can't. That's all you're seeing is a swipe. I will. I will let you go then, so you don't fry. But thanks very much, mate, and I will see you. No worries. First one, the big one, seven o'clock Tuesday, uh, the 9th of November. Be there and be square. And remember, Brad, there can only be one man standing at the end. Have a good weekend. Take care. See you later. See you later. Cheers. Mate. Mm. But who will it be? Been a bit of a long one this weekend, uh, this, <laughs> this show, and I never thought I would ever say that. Um, Jeff, great show, lads. Many thanks. Thanks for joining in, Jeff. Thanks to Terry, by Chris and Brad. Uh, thanks to everybody that was in the chat. Uh, thanks to uh, Maisie. Uh, I'll message you if you're still in, Maisie. We'll have a chat about that show. Um Jeff, Dorco, thanks for coming in with your opinions. They are respected. We don't agree, but we do respect your opinions. Um, Brookline, thanks very much, mate, for joining in um, and coming along. Matthew Bond from Ireland, thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, hope you're safe and well. And everybody else who joined in, joined the show, we couldn't do it without you. Um, you could probably do it without us. That's what we've got to remember. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Seven o'clock tomorrow. Be back with a Leeds fan. And uh, I think, like I say, he may be a little bit happier than we are. Remember, Less Little I Die TV on YouTube. If you're not subbed to the channel yet, please sub. It does help us. Stick a thumbs up on the video if you're watching as well. That does help the video and it helps us as a, a channel. Uh, keep going as well and if you want to listen to us back rather than watch us back while you're doing the gardening while you're driving to work while you're doing the washing up for the missus don't forget the podcasts we're on all the main ones as you can see amazon apple google uh, spotify podcast addict anchor we're all over give us 10 minutes and this will be up live on there guys thanks so much for tuning in we'll see you tomorrow night at seven good night Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club.
Catch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.